Hello everyone and welcome to episode 12 of Dick's Picks Betting. His father was a mutter. His father was a mutter. His mother was a mutter. His mother was a mutter. We're jumping right in here to week five. But first, we gotta take a step back a little bit. Go over some week four. Mike Simon is here. Mike, how did week four fare for you? Week four, boys, it feels good to be a winner for once. The lock of the week was the lock of the week. UNLV went out there and, they, uh, you know, first demo fired. I don't know if we can there. First Dana fired. I apologize. The fighting demos got the easy win there. That, that was really the big relief. You know, when you, you go with the lock of the week, you want it to be a lock. So that, that game felt good. But in general, it was a great week. Uh, I think I was, you know, four for five in college football, two for two on the UFC. And I was living right. You know, I, I think I had Rutgers minus 24 and a half. They, they, they lose by 24. I caught Troy minus two and a half. They win by three. I caught James Madison minus six and a half. Win by seven. I was living right, fellas. It was a fun week. I, I think I also caught Texas State live when they were down bad for a nice little payday. Um, I lost on Wake Forest. That was a lone loss. Got to point those out. But it was it was a really good week, and and obviously the UFC we finally went two and zero instead of splitting bets. I know it was like kind of the same bet, but I told you two different ways to do it, both successful. So uh, I'm calling that a good week for once. It was it was good to be back in the win side of things. Yeah, we we love a good a good week. Only one loss. I mean that's a that's a hell of a week. Yeah, I, I've, I've kind of lost track of, you know, the year on the overall record, but I'm probably still one or two under. But it, it was good just to get one back for the profit. And, of course, I tailed Richard a bunch, so it was really good for the account. So um, look, looking forward to it. We're going to keep that momentum rolling into this next this next week, I think. Hey, God God bless Richard and actually giving us wins, Mike. He is, he, yeah. is, he is carrying us, carrying us, but I'm going to let him keep carrying us. Yeah, yeah, that is the great thing about this show. You know, you kind of get to hear it early. You get to marinate on it. And uh, I've been saving a little bit of bank for it, and I, I hope some of the listeners are because he's starting to get hot. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, no, last two weeks have been fucking awesome. Last two weeks have been 83.2% clip, which is – unreal considering how we started so my average is now up to 68 so yeah almost back to that 70 mark we'd love to hear it so jumping right into week five before we get into any game analysis you know any picks we're jumping right into real or fugazi that's a fugazi how do you know it's a fugazi you looked at it for two seconds what it's a fake but yeah, I know what a Fugazi is. Starting off, Ooh, I... hot take here. One of the three top five teams that play this week is going to lose. Real or Fugazi? I'm, I'm still Fugazi. I, I don't know where Richard's coming in on this one. Um I think out of the there's, there's three top five teams in action, they're all good games. I, I think we can expect close games, maybe even some games somebody will play on here. I think out of all those, if you're really going to pin it back, you're, you're betting on Texas losing to uh, you know an athletic Kansas team, some playmakers on the outside. 
I think Kansas or Texas has been upset just once or twice too many times in the last five years in Texas is mine. So I, I don't think they're going to be overlooked. Texas is at home. I think Texas wins that game. I think Michigan beats Nebraska. I, I do think Georgia is a superior team. They'll actually have to show up against Auburn. I, I think the, the top five stays unchanged. I'm going Fugazi. Richard? I think there's a chance Georgia could lose. I, I 100% agree. That's the game I'm looking at right there. I don't like that Georgia is just – I didn't like what they did against South Carolina in that first, that first half. I mean, South Carolina's offensive line is not existent. I mean, they're almost as bad as Colorado. And they kind of dictated how to play there. Um, one thing about Auburn is, especially watching that A&M game, they're going to lead on the run, and they're going to take the air out of the ball – you know, if Georgia doesn't come ready to play and there's a couple turnovers here and there, I mean, it's a game that can get really, really hairy, especially down there um, at Auburn. So, I mean, there's going to be a big crowd. You know that for sure. Texas, I don't I don't think – I don't think KU's defensive line is as good as it's shown. I mean, Illinois is not good. They got a couple of good breaks against BYU with the defense scoring 14 points off of turnovers. Um, I, think, I think Texas will come out and blast them. I mean, they need to or they should anyways. Michigan, I mean, Nebraska's a joke. That's not a game that's that won't even have a chance. Um, I don't, I don't think anybody in the top five has a chance of losing except for maybe, like I said, um, that game of Georgia on the road at Auburn. You know, you never know what can happen in the SEC. So, yep, I'm, I'm a hundred percent right there with you. I got to be honest. I feel like you guys are a little bit underestimating how well KU has done against Texas in the recent recent time period i mean last year it's a, it's, not so it's a hot game. it's a 20 point game you think 20 point game. i think it's 20 point i don't i i i don't think ku's defensive line is any good and i think texas is just going to have their way with them um offensively yes ku's going to try to move the ball a little bit but their offensive line isn't strong texas's d-line is strong i mean the only way this happens is if texas fucks around but i don't think they're gonna fuck around i mean ku's ranked they know that they know what they got to prove um i think texas will come out and blast them by 20. all right so final answer richard real 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 i like it i like it we're feeling some upsets this week okay next question we have the heisman race is between two candidates both pac-12 mind you Caleb Williams and Michael Penix Jr. Real or Fugazi? Oh, I feel like I'm just being a contrarian at this point. I'm, I'm going Fugazi again. It's it's too early to make it a two horse race for me. Not to mention, I'll go another you know Pac-12 guy with some love. You know, Bo Nix is still playing some great ball. I still think Forum up in Michigan, if they have a really undefeated season, could get some love from a position not quarterback. There's, you know, it, it's early. We could still have a player emerge on a Georgia team that goes undefeated. Florida State, Travis Hunter, I just think we're too early to go to a two-horse race, so I'm going to go Fugazi for that reason. I'm personally I'll still holding Fugazi out. As well, I think. I'm personally still holding out hope that Iowa has a breakout end of the season and gets a Heisman winner. <laughs> I'm you, sorry. You, your punter should be up for it. What's his name? Your punter. Throw him in there. No, I think I think Mike's right. I think it's a Fugazi. I think that of the two, 
just historically because two nobody's ever repeated for Heisman. I think that Penix does have a chance just because of the offense they're kind of putting up right now. But too early to tell. You know, Travis Hunter is a good option, I think, as well. Um, I don't think anybody from Georgia can win it because I don't think Georgia wins the SEC. And I don't think Georgia makes the uh, playoff. Um, but I do see Travis Hunter as a contender, especially now that they've gotten one of their biggest games. But this is something I was thinking about yesterday. You know who might have a chance? Hang on, these dogs are going to bark. Who might have a chance? It's the quarterback of Miami. Quarterback oh, of Miami. Get out of here. Miami has played a decent schedule. Get the fuck out of here. If they end up going undefeated, if they go undefeated. Do you like that more than Travis Hunter down there? I'd rather have Travis Hunter win it. I think that Miami, nobody's talking about Miami right now. And if they go undefeated and make the championship game and they win and make the playoff, they got a definite chance to win it. I mean, a lot of things got to fall in place, but Miami is a team that nobody's talking about, and they've actually played a decent schedule. And they've dominated everybody they've seen. I can't, I can't, I can't give Van Pike or whatever the fuck his name is any love. I can't do it. I'm just, I just, I'm just saying, like I said, it's too early to tell because there's so much football left, but I would not be surprised if he's somebody that's sitting and sitting as a finalist for the Heisman, if their team ends up doing well. I mean, that team was impressive against Texas A&M. Again, too early. Fugazi, move on. Real or Fugazi? The coach's son, Iowa's coach's son, gets fired at the end of the year. Real or Fugazi? I think it has to at least be a little bit real. You've got to at least have the conversation. I mean, Kirk France has been there forever. They love him. They probably elect him to Senate or something in that state when he's done. You know, But the, the, the fan base can only take so much. We're not going to get anywhere close to that bonus money and this new proficient offense. I, I think at some point, to keep things from getting stale, that has to be real. So I'm going real. I think it's real, but this is what I don't understand. I think that whole contract thing was just to get everybody to shut up. And if you look at their offense, nothing's changed from years past. I think they're trying to be like, you know what, fuck you guys. We're going to do it our way, the Iowa way, and this is how we play football. And you guys are going to deal with it. I mean, if they end up say, I mean, they're in the weakest, they're in the weakest side, weakest division of the the Big Ten. If they end up not making that mark and they make the Big Ten championship game, do you fire him still? No, I don't think you do. I see. My thing is, I don't, I don't think they make the mark, but I still don't think he gets no, fired. I don't think they're making the mark. I don't think they're making the mark. But again, it's if you don't make the mark and you make the, you make the, you make the big, you make it from the West into the Big Ten championship game, can you fire that guy? No. No way. No way they do. Even though they got that agreement? Like, I don't think you can. I mean, who's really I, competing I with them think, for that for that side of the Big Ten? I don't – nobody. I mean, the Big nobody Ten is, is. so – It's theirs. Is so it is theirs. Like, Michigan is so State weak. is in shambles. Like, Minnesota doesn't look good. Purdue doesn't look good. Illinois doesn't look good. The other teams aren't even worth mentioning. It's it's, yeah, I mean, it's Iowa's it's Iowa's championship to be in, more so than I Ohio agree. State or Michigan or Penn State. Like I said, I don't think I think they're both like friends. Both the son and the daughter is like fuck you. We're gonna make the Big Ten championship game. Nobody's getting fired. 
Like, I, I literally think that's what their whole agenda is right now because nothing's changed. It's the same offense. It's still pro style, trying to run the ball, trying to throw it to a tight end every once in a while. Like, they don't, they don't care. And like I said last week, they had their top two running backs out, tight end out, so they were going to get smacked. But, again, they make the Big Ten championship. I don't think you fire them, so it's – I don't know. I don't know. It's a re- it should be a real chance, but the way they're playing, I don't think they're worried about it. All right, and final real or Fugazi question. The Pac-12, despite now becoming the Pac-2, is actually the best conference in the nation right now. Real or Fugazi? I'll again go real on this one. The, the Pac-12 is an interesting conference. I think the bottom end is very soft with the Stanfords and Arizona States of the world. And but the Colorado. I expected Colorado to be worse. I was just about to get to that. I think Colorado and Arizona are a little better than I anticipated them to be. In the top end, if you just look at top 25 teams and who deserves to be there, from the Wazoo's to the Oregon States to the UCLA's, the USC's, the Oregon's, the Washington's, there's, they've had a very strong showing. I, I think at this point in the season, you could make the argument that that is very real. Richard? I'm going to go with Fugazi. Oh, Fugazi. Who's better? I think the, I think the ACC might be better. The, the, the ACC? Well, North Carolina, Miami, and Florida State? I, I, I don't North know Carolina, Duke? USC, Utah, which I didn't even mention. I think you got four good teams in the Pac-12. Four really good ones. And I, I give think you you're underestimating Oregon State and Wazoo. This is the yeah, hottest I take I think I've heard. Today, I, just, I I honestly think that whoever comes out of the ACC is going to win the national championship game. Like, I really do. I just think that the defenses there are it's solid. I don't think Where they're going to beat up against any, that take. I don't think they're going to. I think that I love the Pac-12. I love Utah. Utah's my team. You guys know that. I bet Utah like crazy. I like Oregon State. I like teams that play defense. The only issue I have is that the Pac-12 this year no longer has divisions. All these guys are going to play each other, and these guys are going to beat up each other. I don't think they're going to have so very much left at the end of the season just because of the physicality of it. In the ACC, I mean, I think Richard, it's a two-horse race. This is just me. Richard, I think the ACC is going to have to Richard, we've got, right now we've got Florida State at plus 800. They're number four. Then we have all the way down the list, Miami, Florida, plus 7,000. And then North Carolina plus twelve thousand. I think I literally think that Miami has a chance. I'm gonna put a I'm gonna sprinkle it, you know, like pizza money sprinkle. But I still think the ACC has a legitimate chance because I think I don't think Clemson's gonna make it. Florida State and Miami, whoever wins the championship game, it's gonna be between those two is gonna make the national championship. And Florida State's Richard. D is solid. Richard, for starters, Clemson's dead. They are dead in the water with a home loss with the Duke. A home loss to Notre Dame. They're they're dead. Florida State's the same team that barely survived a terrible Boston College. Miami is the hype train every year that will get derailed to a 40-point blowout at some point in the season when you don't expect it. And that Mac Brown, North Carolina team is soft. And you're oh, telling me hot. that is a better conference than the Pac-12? You, I, I disagree with this yeah. take. You're, you're high. All I'm saying is, is uh, Boston College lost to Northern Illinois. Northern Illinois is playing a tough game against Florida State. Florida State would make a great addition <laughs> to the MAC. 
One time, you can't go off. Oh, this team beat that team. That team beat this team. No, I know. I know. I know. I know. It's bullshit, but, but it's still fun to literally, say. Literally, a guy on our team one time in college went through because we beat this team. We would have beat KU and should have been the national champs in two thousand. All I'm saying is, I bet I could make a roundabout loop to Idaho being the best team in the FBS. That's all I'm, I'm sure saying. But I'm sure you could. I'm sure you could. All um, I'm saying is that I think Miami is much improved. I think the way they played against Texas A&M really impressed me especially against the athletes that Texas A&M has. I don't think they're going to get beat up like these Pac-12 teams are going to, and I think they're going to be much more – they're going to be healthier than a lot of other conferences. And like I said, I think it could be them and Florida State in the championship game, and I think both their defenses are pretty solid. Um, I don't know. I Like I said, I've just been kind of deep diving into some bullshit and just seeing where there could be some value betting on futures for the national championship game because I don't think it comes out of the SEC this year after these first couple weeks. Pac-12, I mean, they got a legitimate chance, and I think that um, ACC's got a legitimate chance. I just still think Texas will falter at some point, but those are my two. Like I said, I think it's a good conference. Pac-12 probably is the best conference, but I think the ACC is right behind it, to be honest with you. Well, Richard, Richard, I'll have whatever it is drug that you're on right now because right now I believe it's going to be a tequila shot, actually. You know what? I, you know, January I will tell you that ACC will not make the college football playoff. There will not will be take, an ACC team in the college football playoff. I will take that bet right now, sir. What's the wager? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm Rumpel shot. all day. Rumpel shot. Put it on the books. That's a Rumpel shot. You, you, all you right. Pac-12, Big Ten, SEC for sure. I think a Texas or an Oklahoma with the name brand recognitions over that. I think a one-loss Ohio State, a one-loss Notre Dame – I think there's so many outs, even two undefeated Pac-12 teams going head-to-head. A one-loss could slide in over a bad ACC with no quality wins. I will take this rumple bet all day. I mean, that's not – if so, if Miami wins out, you don't think they get They have in. to go undefeated. I don't believe anybody in the ACC can go undefeated. I think that Miami could because you only have to – got to play Florida State in the championship. You don't see them before well, that. I agree that they don't have to play anybody in the ACC, but that is still too bold. Uh, I'll, I'll take Rumple. We'll, we'll take that. We'll take that bet, right. and we'll be highlighting this in January. All so. right, all right. We've got another Rumple bet on play. Speaking of Rumple bet, Richard, FCS games. Five of those games had actual spreads you could bet on Fanduel. What are the odds? Who knew? Shocker. How would you like to take a Rumple mm-hmm. shot, Richard? Well, I don't have Rumple, so I will be taking this tequila that was left on the party bus by All right. RJ. And you'll and be taking two of them? Tequila. Three of them? I'm taking two. I'm not doing three shots. And penance penance, penance for no Rumple being around. You should have Rumple on you at Rumpel all times. Only one psychopath has Rumple on call, and that's you, sir. Yeah, and you know who, you know I, who had a shot of that Rumple last? me you did you're right you did that is two bets in a row i'll call this a pyrrhic victory but it's a victory nonetheless Uh, that's one (laughs) tastes great doesn't it have you ever had costo amigos mike i don't drink tequila yeah it's that bad it's tequila i feel like you're getting off easy fuck that this shit's awful I'd rather have Rumpel, right. to be honest. Second one. <laughs> I 
so bad. I feel good about your picks now, man. Getting a little tequila in you. Yeah. Fuck yeah. me. That shit's awful. Lo- loosening up a little bit. Loosening up. We like it. Done giving Mike freebie bets. That's it. All right. So moving into week five picks, Simon says, give us some winners, Mike. All right, so Simon says, so I was a loser through the first how many weeks. We finally won with the lock of the week last week. you think I would find another lock of the week, but that is just not my style, fellas. So this week, um, it's kind of a weird week. I think there's a lot of teams on by, some interesting matchups. So I'm going to do a six-pack, but it is going to be the Simon Says Sicko six-pack of the week because as Michael loves to refer to these games, only a sicko would watch them. They're not the most <laughs> desirable marquee matchups, but I found my way into them. So we're doing the sicko six pack this week. I love it. I um, love it. We're going to start out with, uh, we'll kind of go through these as Richard likes to with, with times here, but we'll start out with the eight o'clock Friday game. I got Louisiana tech going at UTEP. You know what? That well has <laughs> been really good to me. We're going to keep beating up Dana demo here. I'm getting plus <laughs> points against UTEP guys. I've got to take it. Give me law tech here. Sorry, Dana. I hear he's a great <laughs> shit case guy, but I don't believe in that UTEP team. I'm going to take tech on the money line, not want to worry about that one point. But anytime I'm getting plus points against UTEP, probably going to take that bet. You know, we just yeah. talked about which team can, can hit spreads the longest. Has UTEP won a spread bet yet? No, they haven't covered any week. U- UTEP hasn't covered... Could they possibly be the team that is the last team to cover this year? Uh, They'll be my favorite team if that's the case. (laughs) I watched or I read a report that I read a report that they had a meeting and it it, Dana doesn't win these next two. He might be he might be gone before week six. So oof. Um, UTEP is literally turning into what that Louisville team was right before Petrino left, and it was just like, dudes just didn't care. And it just started imploding. Um, you know, so again, I don't know. If they don't win this week, there's a good possibility he gets fired, to be honest, because you're going into a bye week. gives you a chance to get everybody rallied and get somebody else leading the pack. So if they don't win this week, I could see Dana being fired after this week. All right, okay. Simon so, says, so we continuing on. on that. Yeah, no, I'm agreed on that one. I got that marked. So on the 11 a.m. slot, we're going to start at the 11 a.m. on Saturday. I like Louisiana Lafayette going to Minnesota. Spread was 12 and a half. It's bid all the way down to 11. I like this game, Louisiana Lafayette, plus 10 and a half and up. Um, you guys might say this is not really a sicko bet, Mike. I would beg to differ. Lafayette is not a good team with a 3-1 and one record. They've played bad teams. Um, Minnesota is bad, guys. They've got a 13-10 win over Nebraska, 25-6 at home against Eastern Michigan, and then two losses, including a loss in overtime to a, a god-awful Northwestern team. I just I think anytime you're getting plus points against this bad Minnesota team, you need to take it. So I like Lafayette on the road here, plus the points. Um I'll go to one more, then we can pause from other 11 a.m. I like, you said that last one, Mike, that's not really a sicko game. I've heard of Minnesota Lafayette as a winning record. 
I got you. I've got Buffalo going to Akron. Oh, I love this one. And these are probably the worst game of the week. I've got one and three versus zero oh and four, and I actually wavered and did more research on this game than any of the other ones. I'm going to take Buffalo with the point. Really? There was a part of me who wanted to do Akron to revenge from the end of last week. But I looked at their resumes. They're almost identical. They played Power 5 teams close. They each played a Division 2 team. Buffalo lost to Fordham tight. Akron won against Morgan State tight. Really what it comes down to me is Akron is coming off a four-overtime game against Indiana. I watched that game because I live bet it, and I, I really think they got zapped. These teams both stink. Buffalo is allergic to defense, a little better offense. I'm going with the Bulls here, and I'm hoping to get it plus three. It is currently plus two and a half, but it's one I'm, I'm watching this week because this is Tuesday. So what do you guys think about the 11 a.m. slate? I will at least Raging say – I will at least say out of the FCS games that Buffalo and Akron played – Buffalo's loss to Fordham is a lot more impressive than Akron's barely beating Morgan State. Fordham is a is a really good team. I mean, I mean Fordham is a team that's probably going to make the FCS playoff. I, I would say at least a top twenty team, probably more like top ten. Morgan State is is nobody. Yeah, they played great against Indiana, but I'm kind of with you. Four overtimes? Hell, I'd be tired. This is a this is, a, this is a game I could see definitely going in favor of Buffalo, who plays, I will say, no defense at all. That first game is complete sicko. Louisiana Lafayette is not good. Um, Minnesota, I mean, 11s, I don't, I, I don't like it. I'm just going to say it right now. I don't like it. Um, the Buffalo game, I can get behind just because that four overtime. If it wasn't four overtimes, I'd be all over Akron in this one because I think Akron's run defense is actually pretty solid. And the fact that Buffalo plays zero defense, I think Akron can really control the ball the way they want to. And Akron brings, like, I think, like 20 or 22 starters from last year. So they're a lot better than people think. Um, but um, if I would definitely say because of the four OT, I'm on Buffalo's side. But that the Raging Cajuns are not the Raging Cajuns of old, and I think that that uh, that record is a little bit um, uh, deceptive, if you will. I will say I don't disagree with that. I just want acknowledgement that it is a sicko game because Minnesota is bad enough to be in this category, fellas. Yeah, I agree. They are. I just don't know. I haven't watched Lafayette this year, or Louisiana Lafayette this year, so I don't know how their defensive line is. If their defensive line is not strong, Minnesota's just going to run the ball 45 times and control the game. And if that happens, it can be a fucking blowout. So um, I don't know what their rush defense looks like. I don't know what they've done against anybody. I mean, Buffalo spread it out. ODU spread it out. UAB spread it out. Uh, Northwest, I have no idea what Northwest does. But, um, I mean, their rush defense isn't terrible. They give up 120 yards a game. But, again, not against teams that really run the ball. So, they better be able to stop Minnesota's run and able to plug some holes because Minnesota might run the ball 50, 60 times that game. Yep, and I have no, I have no ability to say oh. no to this bet just because I've talked too much shit on Minnesota's Greek quarterback. I know they're probably going to run the ball a whole bunch, but I, I still don't like Minnesota. Running the ball is okay when you're getting 12. Yeah. All right, guys, I'm moving on. All right, so in my 1 o'clock slate, I'm 
sticking with the Picco theme here. I've got an 0-4 Virginia going to a 1-3 Boston College. I hear a lot of people are talking about this big Catholics game this week. That's right. I'm not doing Notre Dame. Boston College, minus the three at home. I just think the physicality, the home crowd, um, I, I just like this team there in that slate. Um, I'll, I'll do one more here, and then we'll go to the final one. But I got 2 o'clock slate. I've got Arizona State going to Cal. I've made half my money this year betting against Arizona State. That's not going to change. I think you guys have made it pretty clear every week. Cal's not a bad football team. This line is too low because USC laid an egg last week, not because Cal's not 12 points better than Arizona State. Cal should be a 20-point favorite over Arizona State. It's not our fault that USC laid an egg. I, I really like Cal and Boston College take the home teams here and some battle of some traditionally bad teams. Man, you you really picked the sicko games. Bravo. You know what? I like I'm I'm I had the UAV game highlighted, but I am on the opposite side of that. I like UAV or UVA. I thought their quarterback was actually impressive last week. I thought their defense was good. Had it not been for a fucking boneheaded decision by the quarterback at the end of the game to give the other team great field position on the ensuing kickoff, they win next week. BC everybody's going to see that Florida State game and think that this team can play and they can. Boston College is not good. They they can't do anything but run the quarterback. They can't throw the ball downfield, and their defense is absolutely atrocious defending the deep ball, which is what UVA's quarterback is great at. The dude is leading the country in pass attempts over 25 yards, and he's connecting on a bunch. So I think UAB is actually the play there. I don't like BC. I don't like their coach. I think their quarterback is not any good. Um, so UVA, I think they win that game outright, to be honest with you. Uh, but I do like the Cal play. Cal last week, I mean, they started the game giving up 14 points, interception for a touchdown, and then a kickoff return for a touchdown off a fumble. So they started 14-0 before uh, Washington even got the ball offensively. So um, I think Cal is much better than that game last week indicates. And again, Arizona State, no offensive line, bunch of backups. I think that Cal can route this and win by 15, 20 points. Yep, I'm with you. You know, I think I think Cal's a better team than that game last week, and I think Arizona State's a much worse team than that game last week. Agreed. All right, guys. So I, I get Richard on the Virginia thing. So listeners, beware on that one. I'm, I'm sticking with my Catholics pick because home team and they're both bad teams. I, I can't stress that enough. NC State's not that great of a team either. Virginia's bad. Um, Last but not least, I go to the 6 o'clock slate because after all those winning awesome games I'm going to watch all day, we got to finish with another classy affair, and I'm going to Texas State at Southern Miss. Um, I really like Texas State here. It oh. feels a little bit like a trap and some stinky cheese because this game started as Texas State is 7.5-point favorite. They're down to a 5.5. Southern Miss is god-awful. Um, Texas State – doesn't look as good because of its last game out against Nevada. Well, they, they spotted Nevada like 17, 20 to zero. I, I remember live betting that game it was one of my winners last week and they had to come back and win that. So it, it doesn't look as good when you look at like their last four and how they won. I, I just think the spreads a little low. I, I think Texas state's a good team and, and Southern Miss is a bad team. And I know it's on the road, but I like them to cover a touchdown here. I have I have absolutely no opinion on this game. 
That is all. I was I have it earmarked on my on my games as well, and I was leaning the other way. However, I haven't dug in very far because again it's Tuesday, so I really don't dig until Wednesday, Thursday. But I just saw that they lost to Arkansas State, and that is not good. Southern Miss should have been a solid team this year with everybody they were bringing back. I'm not sure if a quarterback's out, offensive linemen are out, but I need to dig more on that. Um, Texas State's a great team. I know we've been hitting them a lot this year, and they've been really good for us. But that game seems extremely fishy, especially if the Lions dropped with this 3-1 and team against a 1-3 and team on the road. Um, so I'm going to dig on that, but that's something I'm definitely have earmarked for me to look at. But I don't, I don't dislike it right now after looking at these results from the past two weeks. Yeah, I mean, the, the win predictor is Texas State at 65, and and yet the line is shrinking, and that's the road team. Fishy. That's what I'm saying. It's fishy. It's it smells like a, it smells it smells bad. It smells I like a game nobody else is paying cheap. attention to. That's all I'm saying. That's what I'm love- saying. That, that is the Simon Six Sickos for the week. I expect to go at least five and one, fellas. I'm going to touch these all up evenly to follow up that lock of the week performance. Uh, I'll I'll be shit talking next week when I'm right on these and Richard was wrong. <laughs> hey, we, we love we love shit talking on Richard. I'm Michael. You're up. All right. So jumping into my games, I really trimmed down my FBS games this week because just say I didn't oh do very gosh. well last week. I I really did not do all that well last week. So I trimmed it down. I only got three FBS picks. Two I feel strongly about. The third I just threw in there because I needed a third one, let's be honest. The first one, going straight to the 11 a.m. Saturday game, probably one that's that's going to be heavily watched, but I, I love it. I love it, and it's Kentucky against Florida. Kentucky's a two-and-a-half-point favorite. They're going to win by a touchdown. They're, they're going to win one. by a touchdown. It's down to one. It's down to one. I love it even down more. One. All over Kentucky in this game. People are going to see a 24 by Florida's number and pick them, but Kentucky's going to win. Kentucky's going to win. Kentucky's going to win by a touchdown. And, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're a team that deserves to be ranked. I agree. I love that. It's on my slate. I got that mirror marked. I think Kentucky wins by at least a touchdown. Florida is not good. Their offensive line on the left side, especially is, or sorry, on the right side, their right tackle is fucking awful. I mean, he is like a statue out there. And Kentucky's D line is actually pretty solid. I think Kentucky comes out and wins in a big way in this one. My gambling senses are tangling on this game. I, I love Kentucky like you do, Michael. My biggest thing is you guys heard me say I don't mind taking the bait and the stinky cheese. This stuff feels like it's from the hills of fucking Switzerland. This is some stinky cheese to be a one-point spread for a home Kentucky team. I, I'm There's something that stinks about this game too much for me, but I will be rooting you two on. Hey, I appreciate it. But Kentucky's going to cover, and you should take it. Moving on to my second game, we have a 2.30. I'm getting all the, all the time frames here uh, from the three games, but 2.30. Toledo against Northern Illinois. Northern Illinois uh, broke my heart last week, even though I bet the other way because uh, I never actually ended up betting Northern Illinois. But Lombardi hurt Northern Illinois. I, I, I don't think they like playing against quarterbacks like Finn, people that can run. Uh, and I think Toledo is a lot better team than Northern Illinois. Northern Illinois has looked horrible this year. And I think Toledo's... Going to dominate Mac play. 
Um, they had kind of a stumble last week. Not very good against Western Michigan. Obviously, they came back and kind of dominated, but they should have won by, honestly, 30. And I think Toledo's going to win by three touchdowns in this game. I don't think this game's going to be close at all. Yeah, I mean, I can get behind that. The problem is Toledo's going to kind of sleepwalk through Mac play. Um, we did hit Tulsa last week live, money line, which was nice. And we also hit Toledo live money line when they were down so we hit both sides of that game last week i don't know if i'll be touching this one but i definitely could see toledo laying the wood to northern illinois especially if they got lombardi out yep yep no i just i just like northern illinois when they played a nebraska team got absolutely dominated uh quarterback that can run the ball but can't throw toledo you're getting one that can do both so i'm i'm taking even if Lombardi's in, he hasn't been good. I mean, his completion rate is below 50%, and he's got one touchdown to four interceptions, and he's missed a game. Like, the dude's not not any good. He's and not He's, like he's not what he used to be, that's for sure. sure. He's, uh, he's like 32 I, I, now. I believe right? he's 58, right? Isn't that about right? No, no, sorry, so 62. 62, my bad. <laughs> hey, he's old enough that Ryan Day wants to fight him. That's all we know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Jesus! All right, I'm trying to fight a guy with the one iron day. So moving on to my last game, I had to ask Mike if he actually included this in his sickos six play because I personally think this is a sickos game. I know it's two well-known teams, but they're both awful this year. We have Pittsburgh going to Virginia Tech. Pittsburgh's quarterback is out. They got a few other guys injured. I got to be honest, I'm just taking a home dog. I'm taking Virginia Tech. They've shown me nothing good so far, but everything is telling me that Pittsburgh should be favored by a touchdown or 10 points. So I'm just going out on a limb here, taking Virginia Tech. Kind of a shot in the dark here, but I needed a third pick for FBS. To the idiot mobile. <laughs> Thanks, Richard. <laughs> Sorry, I've been waiting to use that all day. Nobody's had a shitty one besides the last picks. So. Uh, I don't think Virginia Tech's off defensive line will be able to hold up against Pitt's offensive line. With the quarterback out, I think that they're going to be very, very, very run heavy. As much as I like Virginia Tech and Inner Sandman, um, I think they're really going to struggle. I thought um, you said, wait, wait. I thought you said Pittsburgh's quarterback was out. He is out, and I'm saying I think that Pittsburgh's going to lean even more on the run. Yeah. Um, I don't think Jerkovich hasn't been good throwing the ball anyway, so I think if they can run the ball 40 times, they can win this game because I don't think Tech's run defense is any good. I mean, they give up 212 rush yards a game, and I think Pitt's just going to try to run it down their throat. So, um, again, I think it's a, a kind of a trappy game because Pitt's kind of been blasted the last three weeks, but I think they'll lean on the run ex- really heavy against Virginia Tech this weekend, and I think they could probably cover, and it's supposed to be rainy, so I think that plays in their favor. Hey, that's fair. I, you know, I I deserve the idiot mobile bet right there. I I appreciate you picking a sicko play, and I feel like it's another fifty fifty ball. And when in doubt, throttle out on the home team. I don't hate it. I think the dog might have rabies in this game. <laughs> you know. All right, all right. So I may have picked three FBS have- games, but I don't. I'm not. I'm not out of games yet, Richard. I've got five, count them, five FCS games again. I'm going to continue pushing my luck until 
my luck is is really at its at its end. You know what's wild is you never bet FCS until last year when we hit those three games. Well, I yeah, that's true. I I never bet ever until I met you either. So what are you trying to say? I'm a good influence. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. That's fair. So, starting off, Montana against Idaho State. Oh Jesus, that's gonna be a good Montana game. Montana against Idaho State. I know that sounds. It, it it sounds like it should lean one way, and uh, my guess is is it's going to be leaning the way everyone thinks it should. So Montana has not looked great this year. They just lost to a Northern Arizona team, who I actually think is is pretty decent. They played Arizona pretty close, but before that, they only beat Ferris State seventeen to ten. Now, don't get me wrong here, Ferris State, two time, Division two national champion they're a good team Ferris State is not horrible and I know we're getting even more sickos here as I'm talking about division two football not just FCS in this game but Idaho State just came off of a northern Colorado win had the most lazy and horrible field rush I've ever seen in my entire life in that game Montana's gonna dominate this game I I think I think I don't think this Idaho State team is all that great, and I think Montana looks worse than they are. I, I think Montana, anywhere from 10 points to 13, I'm taking them. Crickets. Okay. All right, we're going on to the next one. I'm going back to a team that you both mocked a little while back. That is Samford. They're playing East Tennessee State. I did not bet Samford last weekend because they were playing a a pretty decent team in the Southern Conference. Kind of got their shit kicked in. But this East Tennessee State team is uh, king of getting their shit kicked in. So I'm quite literally just betting against an absolutely horrible team in East Tennessee State here. Samford anywhere from two touchdowns to to 20 points I'm taking. They're going to dominate them. It's going to be a bloodbath. Samford is a, a team that should actually be reckoned with uh, made a decent run there at the end of the year. Have a, had a lot of returning people. I like Sanford, and I hate East Tennessee State. Moving on, we have Fordham at Georgetown. Georgetown, got awful. Fordham we were just talking about. Obviously, you know, they beat Buffalo. Um, I thought that looks good on Buffalo's part. Um, I really like this Fordham team. Once again, hopefully playoff bound. I, I would like to see that. But... I think they're going to be favored by 24 to 28 points, and I think they easily cover that against Georgetown. Now, these last two games, uh, someone might actually give a shit about and might actually say something other than me, but this next one, you are probably going to call me crazy, Richard, but I'm going to do it anyway. We have South Dakota against North South Dakota State against North Dakota. And in this game, depending upon what the line is, I think North Dakota could be a really good play here. I know, I know. They're playing South Dakota, not South Dakota State. No, they're playing South Dakota State. No, South Dakota. I'm looking at it right now. North Dakota is playing South Dakota State. North Dakota is at home on September 30th against South Dakota. Richard, 
This is North Dakota, not North Dakota State. Oh, my bad. Whoops. This is North Dakota. Yes, big mix-up, I know. There are actually two teams in the state of North Dakota, in case people forgot about that. One of them are the Flying Eagles. Nobody really knows who the hell they are. All I'm saying is they were only down 10 in the fourth quarter against Boise State. Now, don't get me wrong. Boise State's not like a super amazing team or anything. But these teams, I think, are a little bit more evenly matched than than people would think. Obviously, South Dakota State had a you know a, a great win last year to win it all against North Dakota State. You know they 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 dominated uh, pretty much every team they played this year besides Montana State because Montana State's a really good team. And um, you know North Dakota State beat Northern Arizona, decent team, dominated Drake just like South Dakota State did. I'm hoping that they give us 10 to 17 points. And if that's the case, I'm going to take North Dakota. And lastly, a team that I've been riding every single week, every single week, and I'm going to keep riding until they fail me. But I don't think they're going to fail me. There was one team that I haven't said has covered every week. And the reason is, is because nobody pays attention to FCS teams at all. Their records don't show up on any website. So if you really want to follow who's been covering FCS, you really got to pay attention. And that one team is Holy Cross. Holy Cross is undefeated against the spread so far this year. Did amazing last year. Sluka is one of the best players in the FCS. Anyway, Holy Cross. Like I said, you know, last year they beat Harvard by nine points. Previous year they actually lose to Harvard. This, claim, this game is usually very, very close, but I like Holy Cross to win by you know anywhere from two to three touchdowns. I think they're going to absolutely dominate Harvard. Harvard's actually looked pretty decent so far this year. 2-0, you know, pretty much kicked the shit out of everyone they played. But uh, Holy Cross, uh, you know, those Crusaders, they're going to they're gonna bring down those, uh, those, those Ivy League uh, non-believers. Uh, Deus Volt. Go Crusaders. I could get behind that one, but I think the line's going to be a lot less than 14. What do you think the line's going to be? Where's it at? Uh, it's it's at Holy, Holy Cross. 11. 11? I take Holy Cross hard if it's 11. North Dakota, South Dakota State is actually a pretty good play. North Dakota is coming off a bye. Rivalry game, North Dakota's ranked in the top 10. I think they'll be ready to play. And again, I think that line will probably be around 14 or somewhere. And it actually wouldn't be a bad idea to jump on that one. Now the man knows North Dakota. Yes, they do just, actually I, exist. I got it confused. I had it I had it earmarked on my FCS slate, but I had it earmarked for next week, not this week. And that's my fault. I'm glad that Richard committed the FCS faux pas and not me because I've again done no research out of all this. Uh, my only opinion is, you know, Come on, I, I only know the names and the mascots. I like the Grizzlies in that first matchup. I'm, I'm never going to go against Montana. We love it. We love Montana. Hey, I've got one more thing to say before I close out FCS. I will not be taking a bet in this game, but I will just say this is a great game to watch. As you'll know, Idaho has been left off my list for the first time in quite a while, but... There's a good reason for that. It's Idaho is going to Eastern Washington, and that is going to be a great game. I bet that's the best FCS game of the week. 
Eastern Washington played decently tough with North Dakota State. And, and Eastern Washington played really good against an FBS team in Fresno State. Only lost by three points, and, and I know how high you guys are on Mikey Keene. That game could be a really, really good game. I don't disagree. I have no idea how to watch that, but that'll be a better football game than all of my plays this week. Sir, I will tell you where to watch it. PlutoTV.com. We are not yeah, advertised Pluto by them at TV. all, but we love Pluto. Especially during basketball season. All right, Richard, that wraps up my picks. Let's get into the Dick's Picks section of Dick's Picks Podcast. Yeah. So, again, this week, a little earlier than I normally like to have my leans. Usually, you know, Sunday I'll earmark what I like, and then I'll refine it down, and then I'll dig in Wednesday, Thursday. But um, a lot of these games will probably come off the board, so it's a little lengthy. But right now, games I have earmarked. Um, first one I really, really do like. I like Temple on the road at Tulsa. This Tulsa team is not good. Um, I know they got a good win for us last week, but again, NIU is not very good. I think Temple actually has some players, and they've been playing very poor in the last couple weeks, so I think they're able to generate some offense against a Tulsa team that brings back seven starters. Um, I think that's a good play on that side. I think they went outright, to be honest. Uh, next game, um, like Mike had earlier, I like Louisiana Tech at UTEP. I think they win by double digits. UTEP's a, UTEP's a dying. I mean, they're dead. They're dead. Um, I think Dimmel gets fired after this game. He's lost the team. They have no fight. I mean, if you watch the game last week, it's just they don't care. Guys are just, they don't try on the defensive side of the ball. And Louisiana Tech does have some athletes. Smoke will probably go for 100 yards rushing and probably another 70 yards receiving. Uh, another game, I want to sh- try to watch, wait and see what happens with Utah. I know they held out Cam last week and the tight end. Um, no word on whether he goes this week, but that Utah at Arizona or at Oregon State Friday night will be a great game to kind of watch. Um, Saturday, anybody got any opinions on those games? Nope, no opinion on that one. I love that Louisiana Tech play. I I don't know who suggested that, but he's a genius. (laughs) I'm right there. Right there with you, sir. Uh, Next one, uh, we're going to fade Colorado again. Um, Like I said in the earlier earlier podcast, taking Colorado to punt the ball, every possession they have is probably a good angle. I don't think they're going to be able to generate much offense. Um, The defensive line for USC is actually going to really get after the quarterback. Even if they try to throw out these screens, athletes on the outside are going to shut it down. Um, I think USC is probably going to hang close to 50. Again, this is everybody shooting for Colorado because they have a bullseye on the back of their head. And I think it's going to be a long game. Sanders' son might be out at cornerback. We already know that Hunter's out at cornerback, so now they got nobody playing corner. Um, They also have Weaver, who suffered an injury, so now they might be down two wide receivers. And we already know they have one offensive lineman already replaced, and he was the only FBS starter from last year on the offensive line. So... Colorado, it's a downhill slide, and I'm going to keep fading until the end of season against these guys. Um, they're just – it's its not going to be a good couple weeks for these guys. And like I said, injuries are starting to mount. That depth is going to come into question, and I think Colorado is dead. Richard um, said, UTEP who? It's Colorado. Right. <laughs> they're both. Oof. Anyways, um, got Kentucky on the board. We talked about that one already. Uh, my sicko play of the day. I know you guys are going to love this. Don't say UConn. Oh, come on. Don't say UConn. I mean, UConn at home by six. They got no wins. Their backup quarterback's in. I think their defense is solid. Utah State's not any good. Although they did hang with James Madison last week. 
Um, I, I have this game earmarked. I'll kind of dig in, but that's definitely my sicko play of the day. Um, I need an one, idiot mobile on that one. I need an idiot mobile mobile on that one. Pretty sure you can hit the button. To the idiot mobile. <laughs> so uh, next one, I like South Alabama at James Madison. You know their record's not indicative of how good the South Alabama team is. Um, James Madison is good, but I don't think they have the defensive line to hold up with um, USA's running back. Um, so that's a game I have earmarked. Uh, I already talked about UVA at home, or on the road at BC. Um, I talked about U, or, excuse me, Auburn, Georgia coming to town. Game line's 14. I think by game time, I think it might be up to 17. So that's something I might entertain. Um, anybody got opinions on that? I like I Auburn. I, I, I like Auburn. I asked the real Fregazi question for a reason. Because I genuinely think one of those teams is going to lose. And I think Auburn has the best chance to take off a top five team this week. I said, just, just quick thoughts on those, Richard. Obviously, I'm on the opposite side of the Boston College, Virginia. I like the rest. I, I keep going back to, you know, man, you must keep going back to the crazy X. You go back to UConn week after week after they don't cover and they lose another game, and you're like, oh, they play defense, good coach, pro-style offense, they're going to rebound this week. UConn's bad. I think the first step to self-help is admitting it, brother, so I would stay away from that one. They are bad. Like I said, I think, has UConn covered? I don't think UConn's covered a game this year. Eh, they covered NC State, never mind. Um, yeah, they're not good, but again, I don't think Utah State's any good anyway. Like I said, a lot of these will get refined down, but that's just earmarks I have. I don't know why I marked this game, especially after the offensive showing they had last week with Ball State at Western Michigan. I have that earmarked. Um, Ball State was so bad last week, and that was one of my favorite plays. They had no offense whatsoever. Um, Western Michigan hung with Toledo, but I don't think Western Michigan is any good either. So um, that's a game I kind of going to entertain. Memphis at home against Boise. I don't think Boise, we mentioned this in the uh, conference preview, Boise is not the Boise of the past, and Memphis actually has some guys who can go. Um, so I think Memphis wins that game by a touchdown at least. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that. Yeah. Uh, to the, to the, uh, Oregon at Stanford. Um, Oregon, big win. Everybody saw that offense last week. I think Stanford can hang around, especially with Oregon looking ahead to on the road at West Washington. I know they're going into the bye next week. But you can't help but think that they're going to have their attention focused on Washington, especially after the beatdown they gave last week. You know, you can get this game at 28 and a half. I think that's a pretty good play. Um, Stanford's not good. Their quarterback's out. But I just think it's in a strategic, just like a look-ahead spot. Oregon looking forward to the bye week, looking forward to getting prepared for Washington. I think that this is a game that they could probably get tripped up a little bit. You know, Stanford's got that library-like atmosphere at the stadium at the farm so i don't think it'll be a high energy game by any means so um i think this is the team that could definitely hang around at 28 and a half uh next one um east carolina at rice rice's quarterback who isn't good is out um east carolina i like their coach i mean he was the guy that was at james madison they had a really good leader last year their car their quarterback's garcia which is the guy that was at a power five he was at miami for a while and he was at somewhere else. I can't remember off the top of my head. But um, without a good quarterback, Rice's offense is just abysmal. And we saw that last week at USF. So um, you see East Carolina, I think, is a team that can hang around in that game. So anybody thoughts? Yeah, I mean, with 
with the loss of Daniels, yeah, I, I wouldn't be betting on Rice. Right, Richard, for me on this one, like I never even thought about the Oregon Stanford play. I just watched the thumping Oregon did last week. Stanford's not good, twenty and a half. I really like your logic on that game. I, I'm probably going to add some bad mojo and join you with a tail on that one. I like that play. Um, the other one, you know, South Florida's defense might be better than we think. Rice still has a McCaffrey. They're two small schools. I don't know. It's three points. I, I, I have no opinion on that one. Yeah, I just, like I said, I did not like what I saw out of Rice last week. Offensively, defensively, they weren't any good. Um, so I don't, I don't know in that game. Like I said, these might get refined down, but these are just first glances. Um, one game I do like, and I know I will take, is Troy Moneyline at Georgia State. This Georgia State team is really overachieved. Um, I think Troy's defense is actually super solid. I mean, they kept Western Kentucky down last week. Um, they have a, an elite wide receiver who can go up and get the ball. I don't know if anybody watched the game, but he had some ridiculous catches, especially one at the end of the first half to put up seven points. Uh, Georgia State, you know, they're 4-0, but Georgia State, I like their coach. He's enthusiastic, but I don't. I still don't trust that quarterback. I think Troy's defense is really, really, really good, and this is not a game that is indicative of Troy's record um, of how good this team really is. I mean, this is a team that's going to compete for a conference championship. I think Georgia State's definitely going to take a step back here, and I think Troy wins this one outright. I like that. Um, Next one. Uh, Elko, man, I loved Elko when he was at Notre Dame. I liked Elko when he was at Texas A&M, and now he gets a chance to play his home their team. He was a DC four at Duke. Um, I think that Notre Dame, after that loss and the way they lost, I mean, I think morale is going to be down, especially with a coach who makes a blunder of having guys on the field for two downs with only ten guys. I mean, you can't do that. I think this is a tough spot for Notre Dame to go on the road here. I think Duke has got something to prove. I think their quarterback's actually pretty legit, and their defense. Their defense is good. I mean, Elko's a defensive-minded guy. I think he's going to have his team ready. I think they're going to keep this in between the 20s and make Notre Dame beat them in the red zone and try to clamp down. You know, they're going to put up yards in between, but after that, I don't think they're going to be able to do much, um, especially in that physical, physical line of scrimmage game they had last week against Ohio State. I mean, it was the line's scrimmage was controlled on both sides by both teams, and so it was extremely physical. I think this is a good spot to get Duke. You can get Duke at about six, six and a half, and I think this line will jump quite a bit. Um... Uh, by the time it tips off or kicks off right now, it's at five and a half. I think it'll you'll see six, six and a half by the end. As long as after this week, I don't have to hear about every blue-blooded basketball team being undefeated in football, I'm okay with that. All I right, Richard. Thoughts? Richard, I know your next game. Yo. I know your next game. It's South Carolina okay. at Tennessee. Is it not? Thank you. Thank you. You are 100% right. There. And I'm I'm with I, you on that one. I didn't say it, but I knew this I was going to be a rich don't like South, I don't like South Carolina's offensive line. I mean, their offensive line isn't existent. You saw what North Carolina did to them. I mean, their offensive line is so fucking bad. I mean, it is so bad. It rivals it rivals Colorado's. I mean, it's it's really up there with one of being one of the worst FBS offensive lines in the country. Um, but again, I don't fucking trust Milton. I think this is where Milton is going to get replaced for, for by Nico at some point this year. And I think this is just going to be another game where 
He just throws interceptions, tries to fit it into tight windows, makes a bunch of bad plays, tries to throw the ball a million miles down the field, and it's just get to just overthrow after overthrow. I think that, you know, getting intent, getting 12 and a half, maybe it's going to be 13 or 14 by the time this thing kicks is a fucking gift. Um, I don't, I'm not high on South Carolina, but again, I'm so low on Milton that I think South Carolina is an actually decent play here. Called it. Richard, out of all of your picks, like I said, I got to go back and tell you my thoughts. And that is that I kind of stopped paying attention on some of them because I was so busy rushing to my app to play bets on Troy when I was looking to talk about that game. (laughs) I I normally literally wait until Saturday, but I was like, man, I better get these guys while they're still underdogs. I really liked that play. And and that's really my recap from that. I was really honestly logging in over here and, and going touching and Troy on the money line while yeah, they were still plus one. I usually don't bet games early in the week, but this is a game I've already taken as Troy because I think Troy wins, and I think there's going to be a ton of sharp money that comes in and probably moves this line. I mean, the public is going to be all over Georgia State because they're going to see that record, and um, they're going to see that they barely won last week. It's it's not indicative of how much Troy controlled that game from 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 the start to the end. And like I said, it's. I think that line will change. Probably Troy minus one by the end time it kicks. So, you out of the funds, I think put it, taking that game right now, even though it's a six o'clock game, is probably a good idea. At least put a half a unit on it. I'm reading your mind, obviously, because that's where I was while you were talking. So yeah, I, I no no opinion on the other ones. You know, I, I wasn't on them, didn't do my research. But when you were selling that one, I was like, the play. No, it's a good play. I like it a lot, for sure. I mean, I think it's, I think it's a, I think it's a game that becomes very interesting. So, what, what's the lock of the week? No, no. I, I would say that's lock of the week. I mean, if I, I never give out a lock of the week, but that will be a game that I'm heavy, heavy on. Especially if I have a good day early, I'll probably end up dumping a ton more on that on the one as well. I mean, that's a game where I think it's very, it's being, it's going to be misread just because of the records. And because Georgia State's actually done really, really well, and they just beat Coastal, and you know, Coastal's still a sexy pick from last year. You know, the success they've had. That's how you get clickbait, Richard. That's a great pick. Back to back lock of the weeks, buddy. I love yeah. it. Yeah, that's it for me. That's where I think I stand. Um, I might catch something else when I dig a little deeper. The um, what was the game I really wanted to look at? Um, the LSU. Mississippi's Ole Miss game. I don't know what to think of Ole Miss. I didn't watch that Bama game. I'll probably go back and watch it um, tonight or tomorrow to see what the hell's going on with that Lane Kiffin offense. I don't know what they have injury-wise or what exactly is going on, but I know that that offense was not clicking on all cylinders like it should have. I know Jenkins, Junkins has been injured a little bit, so it'll be interesting to see where that game ends up. I think it's a three-and-a-half now. Um, Perkins was out for LSU last week. Um so I don't know. I don't know what to make of any either of those games, but that's going to be a good game there at the five o'clock slate that I'll probably dig into a little bit. So, no, I, I was going to say like I literally gave you the six worst games of the week, and I did kind of give them some effort. So, uh, best of luck this week, boys. Let's keep the winning ways going. And I gave you yes, five sir. unknown games this week, so I don't know what better way to leave you off with week five. We'll see you guys in the next one. Good luck. Godspeed. What are you doing? You're not betting. You know he's not supposed to bet. Come on, Jerry. It's a lock. Kramer, you've had this thing under control for almost three years now. Don't start again. But it's a lock, No. Jerry.